Good news. My new book is almost here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth. And while it doesn't officially come out with Sounds True until May 7th, you can pre-order it now. And when you do, you'll receive up to $500 in additional gifts and resources to support you on your healing journey. I wrote this book because in the four-year span between 2016 and 2020, I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked every area of my life, health, relationships, finances, career, social status, and even my very identity. Along the way, I experienced firsthand just how dysfunctional our culture's relationship to loss really is. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success, shackled with isolation, and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and evolution, not only as individuals, but as a species. So this book expands the conversation around grief and loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we cover those too, to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. This includes the end of a relationship or job, death of a loved one, a natural disaster or a war, infertility, abortion, or a financial crisis. Also, when we're going through hard times, we're encouraged at every turn to hurry up and get on with it. But by trying to power through these messier seasons of life, we're denying ourselves the very answers to our healing and growth. Whether you're experiencing hardship right now, or you know that you have past hurts that are holding you back and still need healing, this book will support you. Handbook for the Heartbroken will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. Within the loving pages of this book, you'll have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically, find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. You can download your free chapter now and pre-order the book to receive all those bonuses at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. That's handbookfortheheartbroken.com. I also want to add that pre-ordering the book now is the very best way that you can support me as an author and the health of this book when it enters the world in May. It signals to booksellers to stock the book at that time and in turn, make it available to more people who need it. So thank you for your pre-orders. Thank you for your support. And I look forward to continuing to deepen together in this important conversation over the coming months. Maybe you have a dream of taking some more extended time off to travel, spend more quality time with your children or family, or simply just to rest and recharge. You may even be preparing for a maternity leave, or you may be sick or injured and needing to step away from your work for a stretch. How do you keep things going while you step away? Whether that stepping away is by necessity or by choice. And I'm talking about taking more extended time off, like a month or even longer. I feel that these types of sabbaticals are really necessary for us to live in more sane and sustainable ways. And I often look to Europe as a role model for this. And the majority of Europe takes the month of August off. It's very common 
to walk around a European city and see closed signs on restaurant windows or business doors during that month. It's a really accepted way of life that people are going to rest and recharge for a month during the summer. But here in our culture, we don't see that very often. So I want to explore with you how you can take this idea of a sabbatical from dream to reality. And in order to do that, I'll talk you through how I made it happen for myself this summer. Welcome to Herself, an internal family systems and women's spirituality podcast, and a space for you to come home to your innate wholeness and wisdom. You're in the right place if you're devoted to showing up for not only your outer, but also your inner life with courage and compassion. And if you feel inspired to do that in the good company of other women who are also committed to cultivating greater and greater levels of inner peace and outer fulfillment. I'm your host, Sarah Avon Stover, the author of three books, a certified internal family systems practitioner, and a pioneering teacher of women's spirituality for the past 24 years and counting. Here, we explore all different facets of a woman's spiritual and healing journey, both the pretty and the not so pretty parts. And we do this through wisdom talks, practical guidance for navigating the ups and downs of our paths with more grace and gusto, and conversations with other inspiring wayfinders. Above all, if you're here, you know that your continued deepening also serves the healing of our world. I'm happy you're here. Let's dive in. As I've shared here on the podcast, I took about four to five weeks off this summer, and I want to talk with you today about how you can do that for yourself if this is something that you desire. So how to take this idea of a sabbatical or more extended time off from dream to reality. And there are a number of steps that I want to talk you through here today. And the first step is to simply decide that this is something that you're going to do. You need to make the decision. And for me, that decision came many years ago. I've, I've held a long-term vision of taking the month of August off. And I have for many years closed down my business for the last two weeks of August. So I was kind of already halfway there. And last summer I went to Europe for three weeks in August. And this month I was able to extend that even longer to about four and a half weeks. And that all came from an initial decision that this is important to me. This is something that I'm going to prioritize and that I'm going to make happen. And I put this on my, one of my, for one of my annual goals for 2023. And I review those goals every week and definitely every month and every quarter. And I was able to see that continually, this goal of take August off, take August off, take August off. And it was repeating. And it was also, that time was also blocked off in my Google calendar. So I decided it was something that I was going to do far in advance and I also really got clear on my why. So I ask you, what is your why? Why is it that you want to take this extended time off? Is it because 
You want to have more fun and adventure. You want to have a taste of what things were like as a child when you had more unstructured days. Do you want to work on a creative project or tend to your health more or spend more time with your loved ones or a combination of these things? That why is what's going to propel you, what's going to keep you moving towards this decision to make it a reality when your fears and doubts come up, when the stress arises, that there's too much to do, that you're not going to be able to make it possible. And I just want to have a little reality check here that all that will happen. Fears and doubts about the possibility, your capacity to do this will come up. Stress will come up. It it will feel like there's a lot to fit in definitely in the weeks and days before you go away, but just to normalize that as part of the process. So you need to have conviction and a deep enough desire to do this in order to make it happen. I also want to note that sometimes there's more of a, a forced or an imposed need for extended time off and maternity leave or paternity leave is an example of that or a sick leave. And within that, you can also have the desire to have as much spaciousness and to have as little stress as possible while you are taking time off. And so what we're exploring today is how we can take this time off without the stress of feeling like we're falling behind or balls are being dropped, or like we don't have the resources to carry us through our time off and to be able to come back in a way that feels sustainable. So then the first step is to decide. And the second step is to plan for it. As I shared, I added this to my calendar, and I really believe in the saying, and I think it was Tony Robbins who who first coined this phrase, that if it's not scheduled, it's not real. So you have to put it on the calendar. And then I'm a big fan of reverse engineering. So we have the event on the calendar. And in my case, it was the month of August until after Labor Day. Put it on the calendar that I am out of the office. And then I reversed engineered from there. So what this could look like for you is giving advance notice to your clients if you're seeing people one-on-one. Manage their expectations that you are not available that month for sessions or for any scheduling or email exchange. You also want to notify students in any of your courses or programs. And if it's a longer term program that's going to extend through the time that you're taking off, you want to make that clear when people are enrolling in your program and let them know what's going to be happening during that time instead. Maybe you'll have guest teachers come in. Maybe you'll have some pre-recorded or pre-written content for them. Maybe you'll have team members fill in for you. And also you want to, if you do have team members, you want to give them advance notice as well, letting them know that during these weeks or during these months, you are not available or you're available according to certain timeframes that you determine in advance. So speaking of determining things in advance, I want to really emphasize what I said a little bit earlier, that it's going to require extra work up front in order to be able to step away. So there there can be flavors of stress and overwhelm as you prepare to do this, 
But again, the more that you plan for it and the more that you reverse engineer, the more that you can minimize that as well. But just like before going on a long trip, there's always a lot of things to do at the last minute. It can be tiring. The same is true when you're stepping away from your business for an extended period of time. There's going to be a little bit or a lot of a push to help you to step away, but then you're going to have the spaciousness of your sabbatical for you to land in and recover in on the other side of that. So some things that you want to think about doing in advance is maybe pre-scheduling your social media or other content that goes out, pre-scheduling emails, newsletters, your podcast, again, lining up any guest teachers or pre-recorded or pre-scheduled content if you lead online courses. So we're talking about batching, which is something that I am a big fan of, of doing a lot of the same tasks at once so that you, that way you're not constantly in motion doing things in more of a reactive mode. So more and more we want to move from being reactive to being proactive as business owners. This is one of the best ways to reduce stress, and this is really necessary in order to be able to take more extended time off. And I've heard from women who have taken maternity leaves that It was really that maternity leave that forced them to start batching and to start simplifying things and to really rethink their business model so it could allow for them to step away like that. And I encourage us to think about the same thing with the sabbatical. How can this idea of building a sabbatical into your annual rhythm help to influence the way that you do work on a day-to-day basis and the way that you that you structure your profit model, your business model. If you work one-on-one with people before you go on sabbatical, that might look like having more sessions before you go and when you get back. And that can be a lot. So you you might want to anticipate opening up more spaces for, for people before and afterwards. And you also want to set expectations that you'll be unplugged and not available via email if that's your preference, and I, I recommend that that be your preference or text or however you communicate with people, let them know that you're not going to be available because if we're plugged in, in this time that we're taking off, we're not really going to get the benefits of taking time off. And I'm going to talk more about that in a moment. Of course, you want to have an autoresponder up on your email account just giving people a heads up if they reach out to you that you're not going to be available until such and such a date. If you have a team or an assistant, you want to be really clear with your directions about how to handle things when you're away. This is great time to get your standard operating procedures or your SOPs in place so that your team can go through the standard motions that maybe you go through regularly that they can implement those things even in your absence. And you also want to let your team know what to do in the case of an emergency. And with that, you're going to want to define what an emergency is and how they can reach out to you if there is an emergency. So that way there's no gray area. You you really define the, these are the circumstances under which you want to be communicated with. The next step that we want to consider is building your sabbatical or your time off into your profit plan for the year. And this comes back to 
putting things in the calendar and reverse engineering. I recommend having a 12 month profit plan and being really clear on each month how your income is coming into the business and considering what is your annual revenue goal. And we also want to distinguish between revenue and profit. So revenue is the total amount of money that you come in that that comes into the business, but profit is how much you make. So how much you make, um, minus the expenses. So revenue minus expenses is how much you actually make. And of course, portions of that then go into tax, paying taxes, paying your business expenses, paying your owner's salary. And this is where the profit first plan comes in, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But you want to know that larger goal and you want to break down month by month in order to reach that goal. How much do you need to make each month? What are you going to be promoting? What services are you going to be offering in order to bring in that amount of money each month? And within that, you're going to account for the time that you'll have off. So if you don't have promotions running while you're away, if you don't have recurring income, then the other months are going to need to make up for that. So again, I highly recommend the book Profit First by Michael Michalowicz which allocates, which calls us as business owners to allocate certain percentage of all the money that comes in to different areas of our lives and of our business. So we have a percentage that goes to operating expenses in the business. We have a percentage that goes to taxes, a percentage that goes to your owner's pay and a percentage that goes to profit, which you can, you can give yourself he recommends every quarter gift 50% of that to yourself as a bonus and 50% of that stays in your business as a buffer or as a kind of as an emergency fund for your business. So while you're away, you want to have savings to cover your business expenses and your personal expenses and or you want to have recurring income to be able to cover those or a combination of the two. So as you're planning your time off, it's really important to have an intimate relationship with your money, to really be clear on that 12 month month profit plan, be really clear about your annual revenue and profit goal, be really clear on how you're bringing that money in month to month and what percentage of that money is going into which bucket and how much money is needing to come in during that month off in order for you to not feel the stress or the burn of financial hardship while you're trying to rest and take time off or when you come back into your business. And all along the way, it supports us to really live within our means because one of the things that's really wonderful about the Profit First formula is that we have a percentage for our business operating expenses. And that percentage is a limited amount. So say that you allocate 25% of whatever comes in for your business operating expenses, then you have that in your business checking account or your operating expenses savings account in your business, your business bank account. And that's what you have to spend on your business. You can't spend more than that. And same with your owner's pay. You have a percentage that you're paid ideally close to 50% of the total money that comes in. 
And you might allocate that within your owner's pay. You might allocate a percentage of that to your investments or to your savings and another percentage to how much you're going to live off of. But that's, that's what you, that's what you have for your personal life to live off of. And so that invites us to live within our means more and more. So really build your time off into your profit plan. The fourth thing that I invite you to consider is to have an intention or have a plan for how you want to enjoy your time away. And the more that you have a vision for this, a plan for this, an intention for this, however you want to say it, the more likely it is that you're going to really be fulfilled on the other side of your time off. I know that I'm probably not alone in that we've all had the experience of taking time off, but not really feeling recharged on the other side of that because we didn't really unplug. If we were still tapped into social media or our emails or our team, if you have a team and you took this time off, but it didn't end up giving you what you most needed. So you want to consider what boundaries do you need to have in place? Do you want to not be on social media at all? Not be on email or if you have multiple email accounts like I do, maybe you're just in your personal email account and you're not in your work email account. Can people who you're working with, can they reach you? I recommend not. And like I said earlier, talk about with people what constitutes an emergency and how they might contact you in the case of an emergency. And even write down your intentions for how you want to spend your time off and check in with yourself about those, even on a weekly basis. So last August, I took three weeks off and I went to Europe. And my intention for that was to enjoy being abroad and to enjoy being in Europe. I hadn't, be, hadn't been in Europe in that way in, I think, like around 20 years. But this year, I didn't really want to travel. I knew that my boundaries were going to be around giving myself space to really rest. And I gave my sabbatical the, the nickname, my do-nothing sabbatical. And so some of my boundaries were that I unplugged from social media. I was not available to my students or clients or my team. And it was really a time just to focus on myself and to rest. Because I acknowledge that the most important asset in my business is me. And how I am in terms of my, the state of my body, my mind, my emotions, my spirit really impacts my business and how I can show up for other people. The more rested and resourced I am, the more present and gracious I'm able to be with other people, the more I'm able to embody my, my core values, which ultimately is much more enjoyable for me and for other people than when I'm really depleted or exhausted or burned out. So I spend a lot of my time not doing much. And in the beginning of my sabbatical, there was a stretch of about four or five days that I had the house totally to myself. And I turned off my phone. I completely stayed off of my computer. I slept a lot. I laid on the couch and watched movies in the middle of the afternoon. Can't even remember the last time that I did that. I got a couple of massages. I went for daily walks with my dog, Sadie. 
And those four or five days were just deeply, deeply restorative for me. I also did meditation and yoga, just a lot of spaciousness. And then during the rest of my sabbatical, I, I did versions of that, but more interactive with people. And I did some things tending to my personal life. Like I finally created my will and my living will, which I had always thought I would do when I had children and that never happened. So, you know, 45 years old, it's time to get that created. So it felt good to do things like that and updating my budget and had a training session with a dog trainer and my dog and some doctor's appointments and cleaning out some closets and drawers and just things like that. So you also want to consider what will you do when you get bored? Because one of the things that I heard from one of my mentors who took a sabbatical last year was that at a certain point, she started to get kind of antsy and like, I'm just ready to get back to work. And I had some moments like that. I had some moments like that, but I was prepared. I was prepared for them. I knew that they would likely come. And so I just reminded myself, this is fleeting. I will be getting back to work soon and how wonderful that I love my work and that I'm excited to get back to work. And this is where I am now. I I did a lot to prepare for this, to make this possible for myself. This was an investment in myself. I just reminded myself just to stay with the process and to let myself have that spaciousness. And of course, you know, then it passed and I was back back in my flow, but Consider for yourself, what will you do when or if you get bored or you find it challenging to have so much space for yourself? And last, at the end of it all, assess how it went and look ahead to the future. How, how would you repeat that or do it differently? Do you feel like you need more time, less time? I know people who've taken a month off and have just felt like that's too much. I, I think three weeks is my limit, so I'm going to do three weeks or Maybe someone says like, it's not enough. I feel like I need more time. So take time to reflect. What were your highs and lows from the experience? Is there anything you would do differently? Would you plan to do it again? And I always recommend doing this reflection so that you can, you can fine tune, refine, repeat things over time so that we're putting systems in place that can support us not just once, but ongoingly, and to really build these types of more extended time off into your annual rhythm of both your personal and your professional life, and also to build it into the culture of your business at large. So let's recap these steps that I shared with you. The first one is decide that this is something you're going to do. Decide you're going to take a sabbatical and that you're going to move that from dream to reality. The second thing is to plan for it. Put it in your calendar, reverse engineer, set expectations for the people you work with. The third thing is to build it into your profit plan for the year and to get more intimate with your numbers. The fourth one is to plan for how you're going to spend your time away. What, what are your boundaries going to be? And the fifth one is to assess how it went and to look ahead. So I can share with you that for me, assessing how it went, I think it went great. My sabbatical went great. I got everything out of it 
that I wanted to. I have been telling people that I feel like this is one of the best things that I've ever done for myself. And I'm definitely going to repeat this again next year and as far forward as I can see. I think that there's always room for improvement in terms of preparing, batching in advance before I go. Uh, I'm going to have a, I did that this year, but I'm going to have even more of an eye on it this year to do it in even more of a spacious way with my team. And above all, like I shared here, just the one thing that most significantly impacted my ability to take a sabbatical this year in particular was basing my business model on online courses. And when my business model had more one-on-one work in addition to online courses, that, that creates more of a pileup of work on the front end and the back end. It's very doable but it just can create more kind of more stress before you go and right when you get back. And it also doesn't necessarily bring in the recurring revenue that can be helpful while you're taking time off. So whether you're wanting to create your very first online course or you have a course that you want to refine and maybe take to a new level, I want to introduce you to one of my mentors in the field of online course creation, and maybe you've heard of her, Amy Porterfield. And next week, she's offering a free masterclass that's all about how to create or up-level your online course. It's called your low-stress start-to-finish digital course launch in five streamlined steps. And I took her masterclass last August when I was in Paris during my three months off. And from there, I just really cast the vision to create a couple of new online courses to give me even more space to take even more time off this year. So if you feel called to do something similar, this is the time to start planning, to start getting those wheels in motion. And in this free live masterclass, Amy will show you what's actually needed to create, market, and sell your digital course tech-wise, task-wise, money-wise, she goes through all of it. And she'll give you a start to finish overview of what it takes to get your course created and into the hands of the people who need it. So if you are interested in joining that masterclass, I highly recommend working with Amy. She is very thorough. She's very generous. She really knows what she's doing. She's really become masterful in the field of online courses. And you can sign up for the masterclass. You can learn more about it through the link in the show notes on this episode. And I'd love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Sarah Von Stover. And let me know, have you taken extended time off? And if so, what helped you the most with preparing for it? And if you haven't, are you planning to? And what of the things that I shared today do you feel called to implement first to help you with that? Like I said, my month-long sabbatical was truly one of the best things I've ever done for myself. I cannot recommend it highly enough. I want more of you to experience this too. So start dreaming, put it on your calendar, start taking the steps to make it happen. I'm cheering you on, cheering you on, cheering you on. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Herself Podcast. 
And thank you for taking the time to turn in and tend to yourself. This is a lifelong journey and every little step we take matters. Along the way, I'm right here walking beside you, sharing my own twists and turns and what I learned from them as we go. If you enjoyed what you heard today, I invite you to go deeper with me by enrolling in my free course, Seven Habits of Whole Women. Just head over to sarahavonstover.com, click on the link in the top right corner of the page, and the first day of this free seven-day mini course will be sent to you right away. Inside, you'll discover simple things you can do to experience your wholeness more often, starting right now. And if you haven't already, I invite you to hit subscribe on this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. If you enjoyed your time here, I'd also be very grateful if you could take a moment to rate and review this podcast. That way, other women who might enjoy this can better find it too. Above all, keep going. I believe in you. And until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.